Hello and welcome to Style Not Fashion with me, Talia. This episode is a what's on my mind episode and since this was my most listened to type of episode, I'm really excited. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to Turkey because <laughs> I checked my analytics and Turkey is listening, so welcome. Um, thank you for all the continued support, and if you can, I'd love it if you would drop a review. That would mean so much to me. But anyways, first up on my list of what's on my mind, donating soiled clothing to thread up. So this is something I've been doing um, mostly because I'd rather participate in this than the textile recycling um, program in my city because ThreadUp has a part of their website where they actually sell soiled clothing um, for a profit. So there's actual um, tabs on the website, you know, and this is a section of the website and people go there to buy rescues and it's pieces that have something wrong with them. And um, people take the risk and take the bet that they can um, fix it. So whenever something has a stain on it or is um, just beyond repair for me, I put it in the ThreadUp Donate bag. And you can order the bags online. And they come with the shipping label on it. So all you have to do is literally unfold the bag, load it up, and it's even, it even has like a self-adhesive and you can go and drop it off. But I have been amazed with the amount of stuff they've taken from me that has issues and that I've been able to make a profit on. And sure, it might be only 50 cents, but if you have 20 pieces a year that get ruined... Who cares? You know, it's 50 cents that you didn't have. So it's it's just, I mean, this also goes to say that you should always watch out when you buy from ThreadUp because, you know, you could get something that is soiled or um, has issues. I can think of an example. had a pair of Abercrombie cutest little jogger cargo pants. And, um, the button fell off to, on the waist and they did sell on the normal part of the website. So whoever got them kind of, um, got, you know, a bad deal (laughs) and they weren't, um, returned or anything. So I still made the profit on them. So yeah, donating soiled stuff to thread up can sometimes be beneficial. And plus, I trust them to recycle that properly um, when they don't take my things. So say I give them a bag of 30 things and they only take five. 
Well, I trust them to donate it to a good cause or recycle it properly. Okay, moving on to number two, phone cases. So phone cases for me have always been a part of my outfit and a part of they've just been very important to me. I feel like I'm known for this in high school and um, in college. I always had the weirdest phone cases and it was more of like, why not? Like, why not have a really fun phone case? It's something you use every single day. You see it all the time. You're always holding it For me, I like to invest in those. No, it's not a long-term investment because, you know, you're not going to have your type of phone forever and you're going to need a different phone case to fit the different phone eventually. But um, they have always been a big part of my style. In college, I would go into Kate Spade. Kate Spade always kind of had the most interesting phone cases to me. They were kind of out there. You know, not the ones at TJ Maxx, the ones in the actual store. I would go straight to the back of the store in the mall and just look at them. Like, I think once I had a portfolio phone case from Kate Spade, one that's like a wallet and it actually had like owl eyes on it and they were 3D and they had like all this embroidery on them. It was really cool, but um, it, it just, it didn't work out for me. But then I also had this hot sauce <laughs> phone case in college and I was kind of like known for, I would get like, it was just like a conversation starter. So it was, it was 3D and um, it was quite large and you know, if if you ever go to like Taco Bell and you get one of those sauce packages, that's basically what it was and it would stick out on the bottom of the phone and the top of the phone and it would be like hot stuff like Kate Spade and it would like say all these things about hot sauce. It was really funny and I just brought it wherever and it was just like a big conversation starter in college for me. But um, for some reason, I'm... I really love the 3D phone case, but I just can't find any for my phone lately, so that's been frustrating. But what I have found has um, been really amazing. So I have this um, Swarovski case on it right now, and if you don't know, Swarovski makes really cool phone cases, and so they're different from your normal rhinestone phone case because it has real Swarovski on it so they shine like no other it just catches the light and literally um sparkles like actually sparkles and it doesn't look cheap you look at it and you're like whoa um it was pricey not gonna lie and it is very heavy but it's totally worth it wherever I go I get compliments on this case. Like, my director, she's like, oh my god, like, whose case is this? This is so cool. And she had just a really nice compliment for it. And, you know, whether I'm at work or 
whether I'm just out, people always have something to say because also whenever I have like my phone upside down, it kind of catches people's eyes. Like it's, it's hard not to notice because it reflects the light. It's kind of like the sun shining in your eyes. (laughs) But what I've been surprised about is how durable it is. I thought that, you know, the stones would come off. I drop my phone all the time. It's really bad. But um, so far, there's only really a few missing pieces on the ends, and you really have to look for them. I'm looking for them right now on the back of my phone, and I am blown away with the durability of this phone case. So um, if you're interested, I totally recommend Swarovski phone cases. They're so much fun. And I honestly, like, I lose myself in the reflection, in the in the sparkles all the time. It's really fun. Um, my second phone case is um, actually from the show Emily in Paris. <laughs> so if you've watched Emily in Paris, the main character works for a marketing firm. And this is like the whole synopsis of the show. It's like her her phone, she's taking Instagram photos and she's going viral on Instagram and she's using she's using her phone to take all of these but her phone case looks like an actual camera. It looks like an actual film camera so it has the 3D um lens on it and it looks it has like writing on it and it looks like you could, you know, twist it and that it would like kind of fold out just like a real camera and it has buttons on the top of it and um it is really cool and the same thing wherever I go with this case I get stopped I get stopped by my dance coach I get stopped by I went to Canada I get stopped by people in Canada I get it's just it's really fun and it's a talking point people love to um ask me questions about it. It's really, really funny. Um, so yeah, phone cases have long been, um, important to me. I'm not sure. I've never, like, I don't really know anyone else who shares this opinion. And I think that's so funny, but so that's my unique thing. I'm looking for more phone cases, um, that are, that are 3D. All right, number three, if you buy something online and it doesn't come out the way you want it, don't give up on it. So I have been looking for these dad shoes. They are New Balance 550 V1s and they are like, like you look at them and you're like, yeah, that is a dad shoe. And you would know them. It gives model off-duty, but that's not important to this story. I got them in the mail after literally searching for two months for this pair of shoes. They were $200 online, and I said to myself, I am not paying that. There's got to be some grandpa who has it listed on eBay for 50 bucks." And I waited it out, and sure enough, that's exactly what I bought. And they came in the mail. And they reeked of um, cigarette smoke. And I was so sad. I was like, what am I going to do? Oh, I can't wear these. I can't even bring them into the house. Like, what am I going to do? 
I almost gave up on them. But I said, you know what? Let me just try this. So I sprayed Febreze fabric spray all over them, you know, until they were like dripping wet with it almost. And I kind of let them be for, for 24 hours and I haven't smelled the the smoke in forever. It completely masked it and it was just this really quick fix that um, it required like zero effort and now I keep them in my closet along with all my other clothes. So it just goes to show you just don't give up immediately if something doesn't go your way it doesn't come out the way you want it. I beat myself up when things come in the mail and they don't fit or they don't <laughs> smell right. Um, but I fixed it. So, all right. This is just something random. Are we on? We're on number four. So, I saw a TikTok. Oh, I hate saying that. I'd rather just say, oh, like I read an article. So let's pretend that I read an article about <laughs> not branding yourself. It um it was an inspirational video and it was like you are exhausting yourself by branding yourself. And you are a person. You're not a brand. And this is an interesting concept because as I've been like posting a little bit more, I I feel this I feel this way, you know, that it has to be the content has to be consistent with everything else on there, but you have to remind yourself like not everything in your life is gonna be aesthetically pleasing and go along that like they all like all of your posts are going to complement each other and work with each other and like be consistent with um your profile and your meaning and your and it's essentially what you're saying is your brand you have to remind yourself you're a person you're not a brand things are going to be mismatched you're not going to wear the same aesthetic type of outfit all the time. Maybe you're going to dress more feminine one day. Maybe you're going to dress more clean girl neutrals one day. And you can do that. You can you can do that because you're not a brand. You're a person. I think we're losing track of that as a society. And it makes me sad. It doesn't all have to be one thing it doesn't all have to be cohesive and go together or fit you because you are you <laughs> you're a person and not a brand all right next point is about dressing where you are going so i've been thinking about this one a lot as i've been traveling more i've been going to coastal places during the summer obviously so cape cod and I'm leaving for Charleston, South Carolina this weekend. So I'm really excited for that. Um, so with this one, I'm talking about 
really synthetic fibers versus natural fibers. So if you're going to like a beach bar and a sandbar, going out, you know, it's like nine o'clock and you want to get drinks with your friends and you're, you know, you're not in a bathing suit, but it's kind of like a, it's a coastal bar, coastal club, and they've got like live music. Um, it's, it's different from how you would dress if you were going out in Boston. For some reason, I feel the urge to wear natural fibers only when I am like near the beach on vacation. It just, I feel like it looks better. So I'm talking about linen. I'm talking about um, cotton as well. So, you know, it, it can be on the skimpier side. It can be like a, a going out outfit, you know. No one's wearing cotton um, maxi uh, dresses like going out to the bar. I mean, some people are, but, um, you know, you could do like a black linen mini skirt and like a cute little like cotton top for going out. And it still has that going out vibe. But it's it's less like um, it's more coastal and less city because natural fibers belong with natural places such as the beach and synthetic and artificial fibers belong in the city that's man-made. So that's my opinion. Take it or leave it. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, so let me just give you a tiny little industry spiel on synthetic versus artificial versus natural. So natural fibers, what we would wear to the beach consists of like, I'm talking about a seed fiber, like cotton, then you've got leaf fibers like flax and hemp and rami, if you've heard of those. Um... And then for man-made fibers, the ones that you would like be going to a city bar and, you know, a, a club or something where you wear that polyester dress, that belongs under synthetic fiber. So think polyester, acrylic, and nylon. And the difference between the synthetic and the artificial is hard to tell, but artificial You've got viscose and rayon and modal and tensile, um, which is also lyocell, so like your like fit um, fit fabrics like, uh, you know, spandex and leggings and all that. So um, that's the end of my spiel, but it is, that's, that's my opinion. When I, <laughs> when I go to like beach bars and going out, coastal places and like um uh uh ocean themed places I lean towards natural fibers something loose something a little bit more casual but when I'm going out in the city I opt for the the synthetic uh um artificial but that's just me All right so my next point has to do with jeans and it's fairly quick 
what is the consensus on having the logo on the jean pant pockets? It's annoying me. Why do we still have that? What is the what is the decision here? Is it tacky? Is it like should I not be buying the jeans that have the logo on them? To be honest, I don't necessarily want the American Eagle logo on my butt. I don't want a logo on my butt at all. I just want the pockets to be pockets. I don't need everyone knowing that they're American Eagle um, jeans. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but what is the consensus here? I know a lot of companies have stopped. (laughs) I'm remembering like Hollister jeans. I don't know if if they still have this, but I'm pretty sure Hollister had the the, like crisscross like wave, a horizontal crisscross wave on them. And then the American Eagle logo is like this weird like stitched kind of like checkmark thing. I don't know. What is the consensus on this and what happened to that I'm like I feel like that's such a middle school thing like why are modern companies still doing this I don't really know please stop um all right I've been thinking about this too I've been trying to find really big silk scarves so that I can braid them in different ways and put them on my bags I think that's such a unique point I think it's so cool (laughs) like This weekend, I had someone come up to me at a bar. (laughs) All of a sudden, this lady reaches out and grabs my purse. And I I freaked out for a minute because I was like, is this person trying to rob me right now? And she was chugging on not the actual purse, but she was um, trying to tell me that she liked my silk scarf on my purse. And she was tugging at it. She was like, this is so cool. Like, you're a nautical princess. You're so like coastal. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, this person was um, inebriated, but um, <laughs> it was still cool to, to get that compliment. Um, I appreciate that because compliments on unique different things that I try to do go um, a long ways for me. But Um, so I've been trying to do more of that. You know, if you go into like, um, a designer store and you buy a handbag, usually they'll try to push you with a silk scarf and, you know, you hold the bag down and they, and they tie it on the bag for you and they braid it and whatnot, or they make like another handle basically out of that silk scarf braid. I think it's really classy and cool. Um, and I do want to find big ones because the scarf that I have now is very small and you can't braid it. But I love her. She's Ralph Lauren and she's red and she just gives like that little pop of color and um, just uniqueness that I need. So I've also been thinking a lot about Iris Apfel because I just watched her documentary and I just, I love her so much. Wow. I mean, she inspires me because she said, you know, like, life is so dull. You got to make it 
colorful. And she is just, she is just not afraid. She's just like, you know, YOLO. Like, why not? Why not literally fill my entire arm up with huge bracelets and my entire neck with like the biggest necklaces you've ever seen and layer a bunch of them over each other. I think that's so cool. And she was just like, (laughs) there's a segment where she was on like QVC or something selling her necklaces. And she was just like, if you're like not wearing color, like you might as well just like go in the box. (laughs) She's like, you might as well just like bury yourself. (laughs) You're not like wearing color. (sighs) I love her because she will never say like, she doesn't judge other people's outfits either. Like I've never heard her say like, oh, I hate what she's wearing. I hate, you know, that's like not um, a good outfit, whatever. And um, she just, she has no judgment. She has no judgment. She's like, who am I to judge? Um, But I totally recommend that documentary. She gives me, she gives me life. (laughs) So my next point has to do with athleisure. I've been thinking about all the outfits that I make that are um, like sportier and more athleisure. And and I've noticed that when I put makeup on, I feel feel less put together for once. I feel like it's a trade-off. So if you're going for the athleisure vibe, no makeup. Or very minimal, no makeup, makeup look, basics. I feel like if you doll yourself up in makeup and then you put on like the athleisure fit, right? I'm not talking like run to the grocery store and the Lulu zip up. I'm talking like cute, like sporty little mini skirt or skirt and sneakers and like cute little like tank top. Like I'm talking about an outfit that you're going to go and like walk around Newbury Street in or do something a little bit more active in. But I've noticed that having on simple makeup for those looks is where it's at. My next point is about um, sharing. Sharing is caring. So my mom actually um, uh, inspired me on this one. So my mom would go on cruises with her best friends iconic iconic and before they would go on the cruise they would all get together and um at my mom's house and they would put they would just bring all of their best you know cocktail dresses going out dresses my mom would just set up racks like I would go into like the living room dining room and there would just be like racks and racks of like cocktail dresses they weren't gowns but they were like just cocktail dresses because you know when you go on a cruise it's like all inclusive so you go out like to a nice dinner every single night you know and um all of her friends would bring their dresses and um there were like four or five of them and they would set them all up and everything and they would have a glass of wine and they would trade and they would trade their dresses no one's taking anything But they would just kind of, I mean, granted, you all kind of have to be the same size for this. So it really worked for them. But that is just so cool. I think that people should do that more. 
I want to do that with my friends. I think it would be really cool to share like that. You know, if you had like an event coming up or you had like a vacation or you all had vacations, not necessarily together, but um, just in general, it would be cool um, to share like that. Um, Likewise, my dance team used to have this event once a year and get together at someone's house and hang everything up and you know we'd go person by person 40 items per person um and you know you hold it up and whoever says that they want it first you just you throw it to them (laughs) um so I, i i think that it would be really cool to bring that back you know it disappeared with covid and everything but um I, I loved that. I have so many pieces still to this day from those kinds of swaps on um, on my dance team. So really cool idea having a party like that. <clears throat> Last two points that are quick. Having a daily uniform. I listened to Busy Yet Pretty podcast by this girl. I think her name is Jordan. Um, she's quite young. She's only 19. But I listen to her podcast religiously. We're in two different life places. But she's like, oh, I have my daily uniform and it's my Victoria's Secret yoga pants and Victoria's Secret long sleeve, like v-neck button up, like, you know, cotton chop, which uh, Pima or Supima cotton chop. Um, and she just has like a bunch of different versions of that and it's like helped her formulate a routine and um you know you benefit off of that routine and I want to have a routine like that too um because currently it's uh, 11 a.m and I'm I'm still in my pajamas so um it would just be really cool have that because you know it just it blends in with your day I could be cleaning I could be like um working I could be running errands in that little outfit would be really cute and it's kind of like become her signature so TBD on that maybe I'll try to create my own daily uniform from what I already have my last point is just a little anecdote I thought was really funny (laughs) Um, my boyfriend and I bought the same sweater (laughs) without even realizing it. I bought the women's and he bought the men's hilarious. It's a Ralph Lauren cable knit sweater and it is the exact same thing. It's, uh, it's beige, like a caramel tone and it has the polo logo on the chest and, um, it's hilarious. He... I I mean, I show him like a million different things a week, what I buy. So there's no way that he can actually remember seriously, like what I, what I show him, but I did show him this sweater. And then a couple of weeks later, he was like, oh, child, look what I got. And it was the exact same thing. So that's hilarious. I don't believe in like trying to match your boyfriend. I know in like some cultures, that's kind of like up and coming to be matching with your boyfriend, but I don't really believe in that. But maybe, maybe I'll change my mind. I think that's so funny. All right. 
Thank you so much for listening. That's the tea. That's what's on my mind. And I hope that you sincerely enjoyed. Please do give this episode a little review. And I will catch you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening.